What's up? Bam, we're live. Is that um, a fashion? Is it, you got some sort of fashion error going? What? You got like red Ooh. and red. Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> Come on, man. Fashion police. Hi, guys. Good evening. 6.30 p.m. on the Pacific. I thought so, you were talking to Matt. I don't know. What are you even talking no, about? Matt, Matt got a new zombie. <laughs> Matt, Matt wears whatever's free that's sent to him. No, I thought you were going to follow that up with like a joke or compliment about Wad Zombie. I didn't even realize you were talking to me. I thought that's what was happening, too. <laughs> um, did, did you guys see that video that um, 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 Andrew Hiller made today about Christian Harris? No. Oh. We made a video about Christian Harris, basically about Christian Harris. I, I don't know if I liked his d- deduction. Deduction. He basically, I guess he took a quote from the podcast where I interviewed Christian Harris and I said, Do you know who Andrew Hiller is? And um, Christian Harris said no. And then Andrew Hiller said that, well, he, he either, he either, I can't remember what he said, but it was two choices. It was either this or that. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if it's just this or that. Maybe there's a couple other things. But once again, it was, as long, I mean, as long as he never makes a video like that about me, it's fucking great. Like, I thought it was good. I just was the whole time being like, I don't know. I thought maybe like poor Christian Harris. But I don't think he didn't say anything bad about Christian Harris. But one of the things he was commenting about Christian Harris was is that Christian Harris, was, to promote his clothing brand, was just like carpet bombing semi semifinal athletes saying, hey, um, you guys want to wear my gear? And I'm thinking to myself, shit, that's, and, and Hiller didn't like that. Like he thought that that was just lame, but, but then, but it really all does spark my head and like, Oh shit, I, I, I need to like, <laughs> we need to bomb athlete. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pay Taylor self and Colton Merton's fucking 10 grand each to fucking wear my, uh, Sevon podcast, like CEO shirts at semifinals. <laughs> 10 grand, huh? No, I just completely made that up. <laughs> so people will think we're big time. Shocking. I'm going to, Give him a handy and beg, <laughs> but 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 anyway. So but so I, I watched the video and um, so he so he didn't like he he didn't like that. And then really, I thought he would have appreciated you watching. No 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 no. I'm, I may no. I'm sure he likes the numbers of um of me watching. But he didn't like the fact that Christian Harris was just like carpet bombing people, trying to get people. And then people were out. Like some all people these- are willing to wear the shirt for ten grand. Well, no, I think Christian, you're right. I think Christian Harris was just saying, "Hey, well, I, I don't know how the deal worked. I don't want to get complicated." But then, basically, people in the comments were like, "Yeah, this person offered it to me, and this person offered it." Oh shit! Here we go. Okay, here we go. Is that the it's not even a live calling show. Justin from Utah, what you need? Are we just taking calls. I don't know. Oh, hold on, Justin. Hold on. This better be good. How's this better your be real good, Justin. How's your sister? <laughs> Uh, she's good. I don't know. You don't know anything about my sister, but anyway, um, I'm an affiliate owner, Salty Hive CrossFit. Ooh. I have to add one piece. That was a to... little bumpy. That was a little bumpy. Our start, but go on. That was a little bumpy. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I have to have, add one piece to like what what's happening with the um, approval score thing that I think CrossFit screwed up this year with. Um, this is a power so, ranking show. I think you're like eight hours yeah, late. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm late, but I missed the live. So I'm, I that's a problem the with the affiliates. They, they're just so entitled. <laughs> oh, okay. He that knows. Okay. He knows. The second he says it's an affiliate, I'll drop to one knee and be like, "Yes, Justin, tell me." 
What can I do for you? Well, last time, I, last time I called in, everyone was giving me shit because I didn't drop my affiliate name. So what is your affiliate name? I, I'm, you know, I love it that you're calling. By the way, um, what is your salty hive? Salty hive CrossFit in Salt Lake City. Utah. Salty hive sounds like an ex-girlfriend of mine. Salty hive. Okay, <laughs> tell us what so, what, uh, what is the piece? You have Brian friend. You have twenty percent of his attention. He's texting someone. What is happening? Hopefully he listens. And, and I would assume that he knows this. But in past years, every score that came out of affiliate needed to be approved by the affiliate manager, which is most often the case, the affiliate owner. So you would have a judge. A judge would take the ten dollar course, and they do all that. But it would still come across the affiliate manager's approval. And so CrossFit got rid of that this year. Like all you needed to do was submit a score with an approved judge and it was immediately on the leaderboard, which is cool. I like the immediate thing, but before that score becomes official, I think that one more level of approval, letting the affiliate manager approve those scores would have maybe gotten rid of a lot of controversy in the open and in the quarterfinals. And I don't know why they got rid of that. I think it's silly. I, there's a lot of instances where, I wish I could have gone through that process. Like uh, one of my athletes, and this is this is not necessarily what most people are interested in, but submitted as as scaled instead of RX. Like just a small example like that, and those are things that I missed because because I didn't come across my board as soon as, or didn't come across my desk as soon as somebody submits a score and and puts an approved judge it's immediately approved on the leaderboard. And they, they talk about... <laughs> oh, shit. Go on, Justin. Sorry. Someone in the comments said, no. time's up. You're like, it's the fucking gong <laughs> show. You just got gonged by one of the fucking judges. <laughs> You're getting fucked up in the comments. Hey, guys, settle down. This is affiliate. Fucking start banning you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take offense to anything that anyone says, right? Hey, I so. you. I think that totally that's a mistake to do that. They should totally have left the affiliates in there. The, the someone in there, an approval manager. I'm totally okay with that. I'm a hundred, a hundred percent. And I would be very curious why they removed that. What piece of friction did that remove? You know what I think that removed? I think that removed fucking Stefan. The reason that they did it is because oh. they wanted to be. My able to include, they wanted to be able to include people who may live in parts of the world that still don't have open affiliates. There's a, I don't know if those places exist or right, not, but right. they thought that it could potentially. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Brent, we love you. We love you, Brent. Oh my goodness! Sorry, Justin. Brent Fikowski. We just everyone just keeps getting big dicked. I'm glad Brian, I big dicked you, Brian big dicked me, and Brent Fikowski big dicked Brian. That was fucking money. Everyone is just getting big dick. Well, okay, okay. The, what do you think the, about the that, Justin? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you 20 seconds to respond to Brian's because I yeah. fuck that. Leave yeah, the power in the, the affiliate hand. The point that well, I agree. The point that Brian makes, I think, is legitimate. However, if that athlete did it at my affiliate, I want to approve it. Whether I judge them or one of my coaches judge them, if that score was submitted at my affiliate. I want to be the last one to approve that score. Fair and enough. that's just me. Fair enough. I agree. So if my affiliate was, if my affiliate was closed, cool. Like I appreciate their consideration to be inclusive, 
But if that affiliate also, well, in my case, my affiliate's open. So every score that went through on the leaderboard, I wanted to be the last one to approve it. And that's just my point of view. I think it was a stupid thing they got rid of. I think the other thing, they, the only reason they got rid of it is so scores immediately were uploaded on the leaderboard in the open, not the quarterfinals. And I just think that that's silly. But they still could have popped up on the leaderboard. But if the affiliate manager or owner, whoever that person is, doesn't approve it by the that final date, then it's not an official score. Thank you. And I'm flattered you keep my phone number on your speed dial. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Also, who approves this message is Hybrid Athletics. 360 degrees gut brush. Oh, my goodness. Brent (laughs) Brent Fikowski is funny as shit. God. That was awesome. Is that really him? I I don't think. I would honestly say it's not, but but you you never know. You never know. Um, Yeah. um, someone said this, uh, someone opening up with the bat, with, with the bat talk. Yeah. Got to every show. Well, I just watched it. Well, he's our new sponsor. It. So I didn't, I only made it to 13 minutes. He's a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will <laughs> soon realize that Andrew Hiller is a sponsor of this show. <laughs> he's a sponsor of the show. We pay him to make content <laughs> so that we have something to talk about. Um, God, that would be brilliant. What if we paid? Oh my God. I just got this great idea. Oh, can you bring up that video, his video, and, and then we'll move on to the power rankings. I'm super excited to see what's what's changed. Um, but but there, but I think he used a word wrong. And I just I just want to clarify if you go to like the 1020 and hit play, he uses the word uh promiscuous here. I don't think he means promiscuous, I think he means risque. So let me let me but I and I like both those words. They're both in my um in my wheelhouse of expertise. <laughs> expertise. Roger, here we go. Okay, let's do it. Brian, listen profile i'm just getting warmed up this is von klaus with shit total f- meet max max what the meet fuck Good, bro. <laughs> fucking war so this athlete would post some i guess you could call them promiscuous photos on their profile on their instagram profile they would post the promiscuous photos women empowerment sort of thing 30 or forty thousand followers at the time has more than that now and this is actually a story that i heard a while back so in the time in which this athlete was posting these photos that were promiscuous you could okay, say stop they've been working it's risque with it's risque it's risque r-s-q-u-e risque promiscuous means like there'd be photos of her uh-huh. taking the yeah how important is this <laughs> Let me just finish, and then we'll move on. Powering. Absolutely. This would be like if she's taking the dick. She wasn't taking the dick, Hiller. Multiple multiple dicks. dicks, Thank you. Making be made airtight. So let me ask you this: Remember the picture of James Newberry we saw this morning? Yes. Is that promiscuous, risque, or neither? It it turned promiscuous between my ears very quickly. But the actual photo was just uh, that wasn't even risque. That was just sexy. Okay. Anyway, that's just free advice. Critiquing the critiquer. And this is this show. This show should be called Getting Big Dicked. Everyone's just getting big. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, and Travis, you asshole. I see you commenting on his thread and fucking moving him up in the algorithm. The dude put on 2,000 more subscribers yesterday. He's going to pass us by tomorrow morning. Knock that shit off. <laughs> Slow it down, guys. Yes. <laughs> Less engagement, please. Dude, he's going to start losing more subscribers in a day than we gain in a day. He's going to get so big so fast. Okay. Glad he's okay. a sponsor. Slightly indecent and liable to shock, especially by being sexually suggestive. Yeah, I think he meant risque. Oh, there's a little thing over the E. Fancy. Okay. Uh, What are 
the power rankings. What are the power rankings before we get into them? Well, uh, prior to the season, I I did a power rankings for 10 athletes and mentioned a couple others who I thought were close to the top 10 of just the athletes that I thought were most likely to be, you know, the people in the way, if you were trying to do well at the games podium, top five, top 10, <clears throat> those are the type of people you'd have to beat. And, you know, just like in any other uh, power rankings, the, uh, you know, if I had to decide between two athletes, the one I put ahead is the one I would think would have a better chance of doing better at the course of the season, which means at the games when, when those come around. So that's generally how I think about it. And now that we've had the open and the quarterfinals done, we have some more information about some athletes and we've expanded to 20. Uh, so we've got a list of 20 men and 20 women. Okay. Could, what, could I say that these are your prediction of who, like at this moment, at this time on April 4th at 6.45 PM, who you're predicting is going to go to the games and they're going to finish in this order. Could that be a fun way of saying it? Not necessarily, because, for example, well, we'll see that there are four women from Oceania on this list. We know that uh, they only get three qualifying spots. Now, presumably one of them could still earn a back, chan- a back a last chance qualifier, and then there could be four of them at the games. But the last chance qualifier is pretty tough. It was only four tests, and if one of them, again, is a max deadlift test or something similar, then it's kind of anyone, you know, you don't know who's going to make it out of there. Those 30 athletes are all obviously very good. They were very close to making it to the games just to get into that field. So there's no real guarantee that all 20 of these athletes will even get to the games, depending on how hard qualifying process is in their continent. Okay. Very well explained. Uh, give me one second and then and I promise I'll stop with it. <laughs> Hiller is renting space in Sevon's head for free. No, 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 no. He's renting space I, on the podcast for a premium price. I think it's right. Hiller is in Sevon's head rent free. It's, it's not, he's, he, he, he's not renting space and then it's free. <laughs> you fucking RPJ 4307. <clears throat> and just so you know, Hiller's in my pants. Settle down in there, buddy. He's nowhere. Be, he's not in my head. He's in my pants. If I'm going to pay for that shit. He's going to be where I want him to be. All right. And, and for the rest of you guys, you could go to barbelljobs.com and check him out there. He's, he's renting space in Sevon's head for free. I mean, I, I appreciate the attempt. I do. I do. <laughs> Fucking, must be foreign. You're, you need to rent some IQ points. Yeah, that's probably that is foreign talk. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So I like this. I like this. And, that, and that's a good distinction. Um, would it be fair to say that once the power we get do the power rankings after the semifinals, that what I said could be a little closer to the truth? It's just a really, really early guess of who's going to go to the games and how they're going to finish. Sure, but you know the the thing is in the run up to the games, uh, we don't know what's going to happen this year. You know they you know they might choose to release more workouts or less workouts, and so depending on the information we have, sometimes that can change. But yeah, after we have all the semifinals done, including the last chance qualifier, this will be about a month to the games, and then we can actually narrow the field down to 40 and 40 and say, you know, this is what's most likely, I guess. Okay. And just like the open workouts were released on this show and the quarterfinal workouts were released on the show, the CrossFit HQ will be using the show to release the uh, (laughs) semifinal and games workouts. Uh, Brian and I will be in charge of that. (laughs) And and maybe Rich Froning and Dave and just whoever (laughs) wants to jump on. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I am fired up tonight. I'm pretty. I had a list, couple of Listerine strips. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So, so why twenty, Brian? Why not? Why not? T- didn't we do ten last time? Ten men and ten women. Yeah. So, uh, just thought that expanding it to twenty would be a little paint a little better better picture than ten. There's definitely more than ten 
athletes on each side that are worth mentioning on this list and that have the potential <coughs> to, you know, be inside the top 10 uh, when everything's said and done. Uh, additionally, something that I did different that you'll be able to see on the morning chalk up uh, whenever the article comes out, it might be tomorrow or Wednesday, is that I reached out to four other experts in the field and we did a composite power ranking. So here we'll just talk about mine, but we will mention athletes that were listed, that were ranked on those four experts lists that weren't on mine um, and uh, as part of the show tonight also. And then you can see it's actually, I think it's much better when you have a group of people as you can, you, there's more, more to talk about and you have an opportunity to say like, how come this was included on these three and not this one? And then you can kind of also get to see like a congregation where the composite rankings might be really close. Like for example, the eight, nine and 10 on the women's side after five people had ranked them all were 9.6, 9.8, 9.8. So you can say, oh, interesting to see how tightly grouped these three athletes are when five people's opinions are factored in instead of one. Um, can you tell me who the other four are that they'll be yeah, talking yeah, for sure? Yeah, go ahead. And, and this is coming in the morning chalk up either tomorrow or Wednesday. And when you say composite, it's actually all of your lists smushed together. Yeah. So like for, you know, for example, it's not you debating it's, it's <clears throat> them all together. Yeah. They all sent me their rankings. It was okay. uh, myself, Tommy Marquez, Patrick Clark, Chase Ingram, and Chad Schrader. Schroeder, Schroeder. So, so, sorry, sorry. Say it, say it again. I heard Chad and Chase. Who else? Tommy and Patrick. Patrick. Uh, Patrick. Uh, okay. Okay. That's the um, Patrick Clark is the morning chalk up. He's the editor over there. No, he's what one of the he? analysts, photographers. Kind of does a does a does a lot of different things for them. Okay, and Tommy is a just a, se a senior contributor over there. Yeah. And he has the Talking Elite podcast. And Chase, everyone knows who Chase has been around forever. L1 staff, uh, prior games athlete, and has a Get With The Programming um, podcast. And he's in the chat. And Chad Schroeder, who knows more than anyone but has zero credentials. Okay. That's well, <laughs> zero credentials. I mean, the guys that – everyone who knows Chad Schroeder knows I'm – yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the he's the fucking guy. I mean, we all everyone uses Chad. He's the yeah. door. When I when I, when I first started, I was traveling with you to the regionals in 2018. Everyone I met who realized what I kind of knew, they're like, "You have to meet Chad. You have to meet Chad." I mean, it was everyone who knew him was like, "You had to meet this guy. He's the guy." Yeah, he's he's man. He fucking put together some shit. Okay, so these are just your 20. And just out of curiosity, how how far how was was there were there any just crazy outliers between? Um, Chad, Chase, Tommy, and Patrick, and yourself? Were there any just like, holy shit, what do you, how did that person get on there? There were some interesting things. Yeah, like there was an athlete that was ranked 12th, 12th, 10th, and 13th, and then the fifth person didn't have that person on their list at all. So that would be like kind of strange. And then there were, you know, there were... Uh, Who was it? was it? Was it Christy Aramo got left off? Nope, Katrin David's daughter. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Who? Who? Can you tell me who left her <laughs> off? Oh, at least some things in the suspense for you. Okay. I, I did will not that be? Will Will that be? Um. So will that be in, in the article? We'll know who yeah, left yeah, her yeah. off. Yes. Yeah. Are they single? I'm. I think I'm. I'm single and ready to mingle. Who is that? I'm ready to date. I'm ready to date. Ready to date. I met Chase randomly when dropping into his box in Dallas. You're a good human brother. <laughs> Like that icon pick. This was a kid, but I thought it was of him. The dangerous snatch to be doing naked. Yeah. Okay, I'm pumped. And uh, and, and anyone else? Anyone else? Trippy. Um, Christy is the one that you called me afterwards. You're like, what did I do? Right after the power rankings, you were like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. not not having her in the top ten is. Um, I was like, yeah, make she's definitely close to top ten, but I didn't even include her in the barely missed. And I realized after the fact, I was like, that was just a total oversight. So don't worry, we got her on tonight. Uh, saying, I I don't think Kalipa is. Um, he's not so much a gamesista. He's not so much a gamesista. Maybe even less than me. Hmm. He's a CrossFitista. He he knows he knows CrossFit, but I don't think like modern day games athletes are are his. Business yeah. fitness. Yeah. Chase is a good dude to drop in on. Yep, I hear you. Deep. Drop in deep. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, men or women, do you have a preference? No, but I think it probably would. Let's pull up the preseason top 10, and then you Got can make, make a note there, and then we'll – whatever um, you want to start with, and then we'll show the updated, and we can talk about similarities, changes, et cetera. Okay, I may even take a picture here of this. Which sex are we going with? Uh, do men, men, is that cool, Brian? Yeah. So the, w- what month did we make these? It's right before the open. So end of February. And, uh, why don't you read them off for anyone who's listening? So this is, uh, this is February, uh, t- uh, 2022. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking brain fart. A beautiful graphic, by the way. You want to read them off? Thank you, Will. Yeah, Will did that graphic. Sure. So before the season started, we had, uh, or I had Justin Medeiros as the top seed, Patrick Vellner, two, Brent Fikowski, three, Bjorgen Carl Goodmanson, four, Roman Krennikov, five, Yonikowski, six, Saxon Panchik, seven, Lazar Jukic, eight, Ricky Garrard, nine, and Guillermo Mayeros, Guillermo Mayeros, ten. Fair. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And then, we, you know, I had mentioned some other people on that list, which um, all, all but one will show up on the top 20 list for what we have now. Go to the top 20. Say that last. No, 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 no. I want to see. Should we see, go do the women now? From last year, or you want to go straight to the 20 men? Right, let's just stick with the men. But okay. So compete. Got it. Okay. S- simple. Oh, there's there's the other ones. Yeah, down there. So these are the guys I had said were like just narrowly missing. Alexander Carone, Alex Vigneault, Cole Sager, Jeffrey Adler, Noah Olson, Travis Mayer. Hold on. I want to write these down. Hold on. Travis Mayer. Travis Mayer. So you kind of did have it down to uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 places at that point. Um. These weren't necess- like these guys. I didn't necessarily rank in order. It's just they were the ones that I was when I was picking eight, nine, ten. These are other names I was considering. Okay, right? Because actually, Noah probably would have been eleven, right? Well, we're gonna see. Okay, let's do it. All right, are we starting at twenty? No, we're gonna look at them all. Perfect. What? What? Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Were, it's fine. fine. That's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh man. So this is the power ranking as of April 4th, 2022. When this needs to be on a website. It is. This is where I'm getting it from. Oh. You are? What website is it on? This of on podcast.com. Is it? The blog section, and you can see Brian's power rankings there. Oh, fucking A. Awesome. Okay. I want to read the guys who are outside the 21st, and then we'll dig in and start asking Brian questions. We have Tyler Christoval. We have Samuel Quant. Do we know if Samuel Quant's, I mean, is he competing? Okay. Uh, Phil Toon, Jay Crouch. Wow, interesting. Did, um, how did Phil Toon do in the uh, quarterfinals? He smoked. He smoked the open, right? 
Yeah, he in the quarterfinals he was seventeenth worldwide. In the open, he was fifth worldwide. Wow, you got him out there. Okay, okay. Uh, Jay Crouch, uh, that's the Irish cat, right? He's from Australia. Oh, Maddie Sturts, dude. Yeah. Um, who am I confusing him with from um, Ireland? I don't know. Sam Stewart. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dallin, Dallin. I mean, listen, Jay, Jay Crouch, and Sam Stewart. Uh, Dallin Pepper, Andre Houdet, Augustine Raquel May. So these guys are down here because at least one of the other analysts had each one of these guys inside their top 20. And in some cases, multiple times did they show up on the list. Okay. But this is your list. This isn't the list that we're going to see on the morning chalk up. The morning chalk up is everyone smooshed together. You'll be able to see each of our lists individually and Mm -hmm. the, uh, the average ranking of those athletes when you look at all five rankings and then the Power rankings for that will be what we're calling composite power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting feedback real time, Brian. Real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what to do with that, Dallin. Brian, I thought we talked about ranking Hopper above me after our play, but ho- oh, and Hopper is 18th. Okay, okay, all right. Now, Hopper's ooh, actually ooh. Hopper's actually a good place to start here for just for a general. Like how difficult this is. He finished 18th at the games last year. I think he's significantly better now than he was last year. But uh, the field is is really is really difficult to assess. So one one thing you'll notice is Scott Panchik's on this list. But when the season started, we didn't know Scott Panchik was going to compete. We're not entirely sure, but we've talked about it on here before even that it appears like he's competing. He hasn't said that he's not competing. And when we asked about it, he was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> like he's going to, you know, so we as a group, the five of us decided we would include him on this list. So we enter him back in here. And then really what's like the ones that I I look at and I'm like, okay, like how long are Velner, Fikowski, BKG, Yonikowski going to be guys that are in the top? Seven, you know, how long are guys like Noah Olson, Cole Sager, Travis Mayer, Alex Vigneault going to be guys that are in the top 15? Like at some point, new blood has to come up and push some of these guys out. But it's proven that it's pretty hard to do. Like it's only a couple people that are ever able to move in year after year. One guy, maybe two guys, maybe. So even if Jason ends up finishing 18th again this year, it doesn't necessarily mean he hasn't gotten any better. I think the field is just getting to a point where it's really tough. You have a uh, older group of guys that have been doing it for a long time that are still very good and a really talented young cohort coming up that are wanting to push them out. If Annie Thor's daughter, and I, and, and I know you don't believe that the, the women's is deep, um, but if Annie Thor's daughter can be in third place, I mean, th- I'm validating what you're saying. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Like even even these guys well, who wait, wait, think let's, might let's, be waiting to the other extreme. Right. If Matt, if Annie Thorsider can finish there, and Kristen Holta, who's a few years older than her, can finish fourth, and then you have Haley Adams, who's twenty one fifth, and you have Mal O'Brien, who's eighteen seventh. This is a massive range, and who's the ones that are missing? Gabby and Laura are twenty four and twenty five, and Tia's twenty eight. You've got basically every age range covered in the top seven women alone. Right. So and and experience in the and experience in the sport. Right. Yeah, Not just they, age range, but number of years competing. Right. And so it's this weird situation right now, really, on for both the men and the women, where um, there's a t- ton of young talent, but the old guard is still very good. And then there's just these weird wild cards. Like, we've never seen Chandler Smith just put it together, right? Yeah. 
Willie Georges coming back from injury. We have Roman Krennikov eligible to compete at the games this year. We have Ricky Garrard back from four-year suspension. There's a lot of variables on the men's side up towards the top. Look at those guys in the top three. Justin Medeiros, Patrick Vellner, Brent Bukowski. My goodness. That is going to be tough to break into those guys. And I will say there, it was a unanimous one 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 for Medeiros and unanimous two 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 for Vellner. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Those are the only two unanimous wins on the men's side. And on the women's side, there was only one like that. Is there anybody that you think could pull an upset on those guys at this point? Or are they just too far in front? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, last year, to, to me, uh, the three of those guys looked like the front runners, and then Brent faded a little. But I think he was a little bit more injured than he wants to admit, people to necessarily know, or at least to know at the time. Um, they looked like the class of the field for a majority of the weekend. And, uh, you think Brent's injured? You think Brent's injured right now? I have no idea. What? So I was talking about the games last year. Oh, okay. I th- well, I thought I, when I heard that, it made me right away think of the, of the open, some of those funky numbers he was kicking. No, in the no, open. no, 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 okay. we know okay. because there's other like go check Lazar Jukic in the open. He's nowhere to be found. Check him in the quarterfinals. He's right up there at the top. Same okay. thing with okay. Brent. Okay. It's, I mean, these guys, everyone on this list, no matter how well they did in the open, totally understand that the open for them was a, an afterthought and uh, quarterfinals, they have to be a little bit more serious for it. But even these guys, I would expect that their main priority in the quarterfinals was make sure that I'm checking all the boxes of the workout submissions, standards, movements, measurements, videos, et cetera, because I don't want to have to do this a second or third time if I make a mistake. I don't want to be getting penalized for anything. I just need to get through. So those, you know, I still don't think we've seen the best from any of these necessarily in at this point in the season. Uh, the two, the two guys that I think that um, to, to answer math question, um, I think uh, Scott Panchik and Gee mm. are the two guys that they could cause. Scott's going to be a trip, man. <clears throat> Scott is going to be a trip if he's getting healthier. He could really come in with a, in an amazing headspace this year, and and I and I'll ask Rich on Wednesday. I think he's going to be on the show Wednesday. Can we? What's going on with Gee? Because he's seen it, right? Like if Gee fills some holes, right? Right. What if he wins one more event? What if he wins four events? Right. And Scott's a super. I mean, he still managed to finish eleventh last year at the games, and he could barely run at all. And we know that running's tested in multiple. Uh, workouts and time domains at the games year after year. So he's just like forfeiting points left and right. And he's still beating guys like Travis Mayer, Jeff Adler, Cole Sager. Like, yeah, I think he's, it seems like he could potentially still be in the top five if he was healthy. Yeah. Yep. And what about BKG? What are we hearing from his camp? What are I we think seeing? Business as usual for BKG. I mean, uh, you know, I don't. I don't really spend a lot of time trying to find out if anyone's uh, injured or not in the off season or whatever's going on in that regard. I just know that he's, you know, he's very seasoned and experienced, and in terms of what it takes year to year to have the consistent excellence that he's shown throughout his career. And so, at this point in the season, I'm sure he's in a you know very specific and deliberate training phase and building blocks and whatever, setting up for semifinals to make sure he gets to the games, and then he knows what to do after that for you know one and a half to two months that he held, that he will have for two and a half months potentially um, before the game starts. So I think, I mean, he's, it's always a risk for these guys. There's always a risk for injury, of course, but thinks things are probably on track for BKG to be right up there. I would say that like the worst a healthy BKG is going to do at the games is probably eighth. 
Is he training um, with uh, Yami, Yami and uh, Annie and Katrin and Tola and Khan? It seems that way. And it seems like he's, you know, got a more consistent and. That's a powerhouse uh, crew, yeah, man. And, and high level that Yami, environment. Yeah. Uh, Yami. It's kind of weird to say this might be one of the most underrated people in the space. That dude's no joke. That dude. If you are, if you don't know a lot about him, I'm actually not sure if this interview's out yet or not, but Patrick Clark did an interview with Yami when he was in Iceland and the morning chocolate, if they haven't published it yet, they'll be publishing it sometime before semifinals. And I would definitely recommend taking a look at it because he's in many ways, he's the European version of, of Ben Bergeron. He's just been around forever, worked with high level forever. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Flowmaster L1 team. But he's not the uh, only one. John Singleton's got just, he's been around just as long. Amazing breakdancer. Uh, here's another thing that's pretty amazing about that camp. What's more valuable? Pretty superficial question to have two double winners like Annie and Katrin in your camp. Or to have someone like Rich or to have someone like Matt. I mean, it's pretty amazing what, uh, and I'm excited to talk to Khan, what, what those guys have going there. That is a, that is so many years of experience right there. And, he, and he's been in the games, I think when she steps on the floor, outside of maybe some Masters athletes, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to think anyone's been to the, been around longer than her who steps out onto the floor. Ben Smith and her both, both uh, 2009. Crazy. Wow. Is, is Ben on a team this year? Uh, I don't think so. Three decades. So, 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 is he trying to go individual? I think. And he doesn't make your list. No. Wow. Hmm. He's done. I mean, uh, I, I, it's <laughs> when the semifinals fields get seeded, you'll see how hard it's going to be to make it as a guy in North America. It is really, really tough. Anyone on this list who's not going to go to the games? Um, because of because of math, like right out, you can be like, yeah, Dallin and, and Jay are going to be fighting for one spot. Like, is, is there anyone? Oh, including the guys in the bottom. I mean, look, I've I've said it before or, about Oceania because there's no there's a as far as Latin American goes here, there's Guimaeros and Agustin Raquelme represented. They are the two favorites to take those spots, but there's only two spots, so. It's it's always nervy when there's only two spots. Uh, in what Asia, region? Sorry, which region? South America. Okay. In Asia, you got well, the only one on this list is Roman. In a live competition, I cannot imagine anyone from that region even to getting close to him. So he should be good to go. In uh, Oceania, on this we see Ricky and then Jay Crouch also. But keep in mind, I mean, two guys, Baden Brown and Royce Dunn came out of the Oceania region last year, both finished in the top 20 of the games, and none of us put them in the top 20 here. So this speaks again to the depth of this field for the men this year with some people coming back, with some people now eligible, with some of these young guys showing that they are very much in the hunt, and then Dallin Peppers, Phil Toons. So it's, you know, and if Sam Quant's able to come back, we don't know, like, how he's managing whatever illness kept him out last year, and just a lot of unknowns. So some people are probably going to move out, and I and I can almost guarantee that there's some guys on this list that, won't be in the top 20, but as far as making it, I think on the men's side, it's, it's pretty safe for everyone here, except for possibly the guys in North America. Like, you know, if you are getting in with a four or five spot, there's, it's going to be tight. There's going to be guys finishing sixth and seventh by less than 10 points. I'm looking at the, um, open. Okay. Uh, 
How, wh- wh- let, let me ask you this just first of all, just out of complete selfishness. If anyone has to take a pee break, this is when you should go pee. I'm just asking Brian now for my own <laughs> personal spank vault. Uh, where's Taylor and Colton? Did anyone have them in their list? No. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that I would say is, is you know, those are guys that are going to be either fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh at the uh, semifinals. So it's going to be small margins. They definitely, definitely have a chance. Both of them. Taylor are Self good. is better than Jason Hopper. That's that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe next time I'll send in for your rankings. All right. Thank you. Uh, well, okay. Enough of that. Um, we'll talk after the show. Uh, what about um, uh, Matt Matt Poulin? Took second in the open, and you don't have him um, in the top twenty one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Top twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, I I know I, I probably. You know, know Matt Poulin and have known of him longer than most who don't train with him or you know live with him or are his family or whatever. But uh, he was pretty impressive to me at the West Coast Classic last year. He was really impressive to me at Wadapalooza until he got injured on the Celebrate Ten workout on Saturday night. And he's done. A, he's had a great start to the season and he's gotten some notoriety from it. He was on the I can't remember if it was Coffee Pods and Wads or Clydesdale podcast earlier last week. Um, so people are starting to to recognize the name a little bit, but, uh, you know, like I said, he's competing in North America and it's a really challenging to make it. And I feel more confident in all of the guys that I included on this list of making it through that stage than him because, um, he hasn't done it and he hasn't done it. Has he not. Has, he has not. Uh, when, what was the celebrate 10 workout at Wadapalooza and how did he injure himself? <laughs> it was, uh, Five rounds of overhead squats and heavy, heavy overhead squats and handstand pushups, and then five rounds of ring muscle ups and light overhead squats. It's the workout yeah. that put a name Annika Greer on the map. Also, uh, did it hurt his back? I'm not sure. A shoulder, back, elbow. Who knows? Right. But he withdrew from the competition. I think he would have finished right in the mix with the three panchicks at that competition if he'd been able to finish eighth, ninth, tenth, somewhere in there. Do we know if he's recovered from that injury? Seems like it. Okay. Uh, what about, um, James Sprague, you have, uh, Phil Toon and Dallin Pepper from Matt Torres's camp out there in Florida. Yeah. Uh, uh wh- why not? Why not James Sprague? He, he, he doesn't he, even know how to extend his hip on a pistol. Ah, that, that James Sprague. Gotcha. Gotcha. That James Sprague. Hey, you know, he's watching right now, sitting next to someone and they're all laughing at him. Like someone just punched him in the chest. You douche. <laughs> no, no, no. I would. Uh, anyway, James is very good, very talented. I don't think, you know, I think he's um, moving in the right direction in a lot of considerable and commendable ways. His strength training that he's doing this offseason seems to be going very well. I think he's definitely a dangerous athlete in years to come. I, you know, I think that based on how we did last year, at the West coast classic, how we did last year at Wadapalooza compared to Phil Toon and Dallin Pepper, who are just knocking at the door of like being in the conversation with these games, athletes, perennial games, athletes in both those competitions. Um, just suggested they're at a, a level that's one step above James Sprague right now, which is not like not a bad, not a slight at him at all. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, on a final note, where would um, Samuel be? Oh, Samuel Cornway. If he uh, wasn't going team, where would you take him? In He's the, top uh, 20 for sure, right? Yeah, I think somewhere in the 9 to 13 range in there probably with those guys. 
Crazy, crazy, you crazy, crazy. What, what was the think, highest? What, you can you tell me what the Sam Cornway's teammate would be? Oh, I thought about it. I was thinking about asking about him and Jake Marconi. Uh, let, before we ask, talk about Jake Marconi and, and, and the great Rich Froning, What 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 about um what what was the highest one you knuckleheads put Noah? Oh, uh, seven. Yeah, it was, but the, is that the same were, person who forgot forgot Katrin? Because I, I'm really liking that person a lot. If it is, <laughs> no, it was it was a different person. Oh darn! But it. the other ones were 10, 11, 13, 13, and I was thirteen, so I was on the low end for Noah, and Good. it congregated to about an eleventh place. Yeah, I think Noah is going to handle his business this year. Okay, uh, uh, Jake Jake Marconi, two 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 scattered. To, I would say, uh, yeah, no, too I scattered. Mean, He's got too many things on his plate. No, I, Jake, Jake Marconi is, uh, I think he's actually probably in one of the best training environments and overall living and work environments he's ever been in. He's still a young, young mid twenties guy. Um, it's really, really tough in North America. I think that even a top 10 finish at a semifinal would be a really, really good weekend for him, but you okay. had to make top five to get to the games. And, and, and where would you put Rich Froning? <sighs> um, you know, what's crazy. Maybe, maybe is that third, we can even... third or fourth. It, what's crazy is when's the last what year was the last year he went individual 14 nuts yeah i was I, I, if i mean if he nuts. if he announced today that he was going to compete individual i would put, probably put him in three to five right in there uh here's what i think i think that if he did that we would all know that he's number one he's number one in our hearts no he's no 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 that you're you're not it's my no, point you're right, is, you're right. But, I, but you know it's not. We wouldn't be judging the rich froning that's doing this team. We would be right. like, "Oh shit, something happened." Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Like, like he, he, yeah, something happened. First. He'd be angry. He'd probably be angry. Yeah. That's dangerous. yeah. <laughs> What's that swimming pool? If they have a seventy plus, I'd do it. I'd do it. I'm feeling really good lately. I'm feeling great. Yeah, like but you're nowhere near seventy. <clears throat> I'm feeling great. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm no, no, guys, I'm 50 years old. Can I enter the 70 plus division? (laughs) In, in 2008, I was supposed to enter the women's division at the CrossFit games. It was, it was all said and done. Uh, Lauren, Tony and Greg and I had agreed upon that. And then I made every second counts. And so I didn't enter. Mm, Dang. Yeah. I would have been the first transgender athlete. (laughs) I was ahead of my time. People. I'm not joking. People are like, Oh, he's so funny. I'm, I'm not joking. You know I'm not joking, right, Brian? That's not a joke. That's um, that's truth. It's true. Okay, uh, I like that. I'm excited. This is cool. Um, I'm uh, like all these people when I read their names, I I, I feel something. I like it. Man, yeah, maybe not Vigneault and Caron. I don't know them or Willie George, but all the other guys. <laughs> all the other guys. Look, I, I, I want to know them. I want to. I mean, know look, Vigneault was eighth place at the games last year. Willie George has finished as high as tenth at the games. Alexander Caron got second at Wadapalooza this year. Yeah, I like him. I, I just don't. I, I mean, I don't dislike them. I just don't know anything about them. Really, uh, uh, I, maybe Vigneault was supposed to like go to the games and make a huge splash one year, and like he got sick at the Albany Regional or something. Did that, that happen? Yes, that was 2018. But he'd already been to the games previously and oh. done pretty well. He has several finishes inside the top 13 at the games. I think three or four. He's like he's pretty legitimate. He does. And, someone mentioned in the comments something that he occasionally gets injured or sick or something like that. Yeah, that happens to some people. But when he shows up. He's pretty good, and I I have talked about him before. I think he's in a really good spot in terms of overall balance in his life, and he's still motivated to do well. 
Um, obviously, to take him from eighth of the games last year all the way down to 19th is saying, I don't think he's going to have as good a year this year as last year. But Ouch. who knows? Like I said, he's you know four or five, four top 13 finishes or whatever. He's a you have to consider him. He's he's a police. By the man, way, and he's I was big actually like a Clydesdale. I'll say this: I was the only person to include him on my top 20 rankings. Wow! 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 Uh, uh, bring Hiller on the podcast. I, I actually, uh, he's coming on the podcast. I sent an Uber. Uh, it will get there the uh, mid June, and he'll be here in July. <laughs> <laughs> Hiller, Hiller. Okay. Uh, are we good here? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I don't think there's anything that's that surprising here. I gave really strong consideration to Tune, Pepper, and Houdet for the last three or four spots, along with George Hopper, maybe all the way from Chandler Smith through Caron, Houdet, Dallin Pepper, and Phil Tune, and Jay Crouch. I felt like it was a really tight group. Um, but, you know, we, <laughs> I got to make some decisions. And based on what I've seen so far this year and what I kind of know about these guys, this is what I went with. Okay, fuck it. Ready? Yeah. Justin Medeiros is as good as Tia Toomey. He is the he is already a one man um 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 what's that called when you have to do so, dynasty. We don't even talk about him. No one even talks about him. There's no threat to him. It's fucking embarrassing that we don't talk about him more. No one talks about him. He just sits there. You know why? <laughs> because we know he's not fucking beatable. Well, he's fucking he's a dude, a kid in a diaper with a big smile, destroying grown ass men at fucking every competition. It's relatively new because less than a year ago, Jason Hopper beat him pretty badly at the Mac. And that's something that doesn't happen and did not happen to Fraser and Froning in the years that they were dominating. So we need to see Madero right, string right. together for a long period of time. Um, and so far, he's done obviously great at the games this year, uh, obviously great at Rogue this year. And that's two competitions. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Good. All right. Good. Uh, Sevon is correct. Needs more years, but yes. Thank you, Mr. Watkins. Wow. That's really going out on a limb for a uh, uh, statistician Asperger's guy. Wow. That's you're, 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 that's like emotional, Jason. Mr. Watkins. Wow. He's getting it. He's getting it too. Yeah. He feels it too. It's crazy. It's, it's the Madeira show. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I hope, I, I think, hope like I a mean, sex tape or something comes out on him. So we have to talk I, or Hiller and him start working out together. So we like can talk about him every day. Who is he training with? Hey, he, Adam Niefer. There are two guys who don't ever stop oh, smiling. Do you know those guys? It's like, it's like they had their schedule to always one of those dudes be smiling. Like they're, they're on a, a you smile from 12 to 12 and I'll smile from 12 to 12. <laughs> Just having a good time. Yeah, right, GP. You stick to your Sevon jokes and stop doing you know, we'll do the games predictions. Okay, I'm ready to move on to the women. How about you, Brian? Yeah, I'll just say, you know, this guy asked why isn't Phil Toon on the list? And I gave strong consideration to Phil Toon. I ended up choosing all athletes here that have been to the games before. You know, I think Phil Toon and Dallin Pepper have potential to be even threatening with the top ten when if if they make it to the games, but I also haven't seen them in that duration and um style of of test before because it doesn't exist outside of the games so it's uh you know it's fun to put those guys up there but i i like to go with the guys that i i know can do it and have done it many times uh when it's you know comes down to to making decisions like that um 
I wasn't going to make any more Phil Toon jokes, but uh, here we go. I think Phil Toon could be rookie of the year this year. Yeah, except that he looks like he's 42. Okay. Um, <laughs> poor Phil. He's on the show now. I was always talking about how old he was. And I, one time he gave me, I think he gave me like a stern warning. Like he said something to me. He's like, ah, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Stop calling me old. Yeah, something like that. I'm not old. Right, stop doing that. But he does look like a man amongst boys. I mean, Medeiros looks like he's 14 and Phil Toon looks like he's like, you know, like matured, like has kids and shit and like put him through college. But he's 24. And used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. It's the tattoos, I think. Okay. Uh, let's go to the uh, women here. Wait, this is actually kind of funny. This guy, Rick Cash, said yeah, Pat, okay. Pat will take first this year. Spelled it with two T's. It's <laughs> my new thought. Pat changed his name to Patrick with two T's. So just to rub it in, in Fraser's face. That is, that's, um, that's, um, wasn't there a character on Saturday Night Live, um, Ambiguous Pat? <laughs> <laughs> and Velner, Velner, I swear, if Velner put a little lipstick on, he could enter the women's division. Oh, man. <laughs> awesome. Hopefully he pops up in our chat now. <clears throat> two T's. Wow. That's great. I like that. The Matt Fraser two T's. <laughs> No, Matt's got one T, so it's a it's like a slight of him. We need uh, a uh, we need a champion with two T's. Put two put put uh, two in his hand. Of course, he's handsome. Yeah, all, the old all old dudes are handsome. Rakish Menon. Rakish is like an Indian name, but Menon is what? Is that French, German, Belgium, something like that? Mm. Oh, that dude's not Indian. Look at that no, dude. Looks German. Yeah, he got hippie hippie parents. Smoked too much weed. <laughs> Made a baby under the moon, full moon. Okay, look at Watkins is getting ahead of us. Um, let's uh, let's look at last year's women. Por favor. Not uh, last year. This is before the season started. Right. Sorry. So February of 2022. Oh. Yeah. So at that point, we had Tia Claire Toomey at the top, Laura Horvath, number two, Haley Adams, three, Gabriella Magawa, four, Cara Saunders, five, Mallory O'Brien, six, Bethany Shadburn, seven, Katrin David's daughter, eight, Amanda Barnhart, nine, Brooke Wells, 10. Narrowly missing the list back then were Daniel Brandon, Emma Carey, Emma McQuaid, Jamie Simmons, Karen Freyova, and Sarah Sigmundson. Uh, hello, Sarah, and thank you for your generous contribution. Thank you very much. Um, how many people had how, oh, okay good, we're gonna get to it sorry I'm jumping the gun okay okay I got it up I got this I got this saved is there anything we need to say about here did we talk about this list last time or did we just dig into the next yeah list? no we talked about it and so the obvious things are Bethany Shadburn and Emma Carey are not no longer competing in the season so they won't be on the next list. And then we, you know, you had had a concern about my inclusion of Katrin and Brooke Wells on this list back then. Um, everyone else you seemed pretty content with. And we already touched on Katrin a little. We'll get to her. And uh, Brooke Wells, I think, has proven uh, to be, have recovered very well from what happened to her last year at the games. And um, therefore, will probably be higher on, on the, this list. Well, uh, what about Sarah? Has she improved? Uh, I would say yes. Like, you know, because uh, there's obviously a little bit of uncertainty after Wadabluza with which her having to withdraw. She's had a successful open in quarterfinals. And, um, you know, that's obviously a, a, a great win. So it 
seems like things are moving well for her and, and, and she's not having any issues from what I know of. So yes. What's the highest Jamie Simmons has finished at the games? Uh, she has, uh, Jamie Simmons has highest at the games was, what was her highest at the games? Maybe third. And she, oh, and the, you know, she was third on the team. I can actually not sure what her highest finish of the games was. Eighth, maybe third. Tenth. Uh, oh, am I going to have her on here? Getting ahead of myself. Third, 2019. Yeah. Yep. And eighth in 2017. And and did you mention that Emma Carey's out? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was prepping my questions over here. Okay. Let's do it. Let's look at the 20. Uh, okay. Same thing. Same four guys. Um, uh, this is your list, but you made a list with um, with Tommy, Chase, Patrick Clark, and Chad Schroeder. That list will be coming out tomorrow or the next day on the morning chalk up, but this is your list. Yep, and then included also our athletes at the bottom that they had, at least one of them had on their top 20 that I did not. It has at least how many? So like at the bottom there are. Alexis Raptis, Danny Spiegel, Emma Lawson, Emma Tall, and Lucy Campbell, all of them showed up on at least one of their lists. They just weren't mm. on mine. Wow. Did the person who leave off Katrin's daughter have Danny Spiegel on their list? <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck it. Date night's over. You're out. You're back, You're back in the doghouse. Fuck. So close. Yeah, so close. You were about to get to And date it was night. the only person who did. <laughs> <laughs> man me and that person are water and fire holy cow <laughs> holy cow i know who that person is by the way i know who that is i know really? who that is yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Who, who are my who are, who are my choices it was a uh, tommy marquez chad schrader patrick clark and chase ingram is patrick clark forgot katrin's daughter and had danny spiegel on there so that's a bad guess after I told you that Patrick was just recently in Iceland. In Iceland, I know. As I said it, I was like, shit. <laughs> I just exposed myself. What I but, think of Patrick. Um, anyway, so here I think we have uh, Tia still is number one. She was unanimously number if one. If it was Chase, everyone. I will defriend Chase <laughs> on all platforms. On all platforms. <laughs> Change my fucking phone number. <laughs> <laughs> uh who who the, number one and two brian those are the those are the finishers at the games and number four is Haley adams at the 2021 crossfit games and, and because annie's going team so really those are the is that the way it was with the men too it was it was medeiros velner and fikowski is that how they finished at the games yeah okay okay excuse me wow you got the rookie in at number 20? She's not a rookie. Second year. Yeah. I think that she's – I think I am I probably, I probably was only – no, one other person also had her ranked 20th on their list. Um, and, yeah, I think that she actually wasn't wasn't too far off from making the top 20 last year. I think she's improving. I think that she's – you know, she's over in comp train uh, in, in New England there training all the time now with um, – 
Because pretty <laughs> different Sydney group Mich- than we're used to. But Sydney Michalishan, is that right? Yeah, yeah, Sydney Michalishan. So I have, I have uh, had my eye on her since uh, Wadapalooza a few years ago, and um, she did very well last year. She was like my young, young gun to watch for the season. She did very well, and I think that she'll have a better year this year. Is, and is, I, you know, and I think that you know, compared to someone like uh, Alexis Raptis or Lu- Lucy Campbell or Emma Lawson, who you see there that um, run some people's list but not mine, that like you said, the extra year of experience at the games is a is a plus for her that they didn't they don't have. You know, they barely missed it. Alexis Raptis very barely missed last year. Sydney got in, and so she has that experience on her side too. Um, you you have a uh, Christy uh, Arama O'Connell at number eight. And when I look at the list from February, just a couple months back, you know, she wasn't on. And Yeah, yeah, that was just a mistake. I screwed up. Yeah, it was a, 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 a Brian for mistake. Would you put her? Um, you had six Mallory O'Brien, seven Bethany Shadburn, eight Katrin, David's daughter, nine Amanda Barnhart, and ten Brooke Wells. Would you have stuck, in, stuck Christy in there somewhere? Yeah, probably either nine or ten. Okay, so Brooke Wells would not have made... Yeah, which was, you know, uh, including Brooke Wells in the preseason ranking was obviously risky anyway, because I didn't know for sure that she was healthy, but I just wanted to, like, I, w- I wanted to include her so that just to remind people that if she hadn't had that happen to her elbow, she might have podiumed last year at the games. Like, she was looking the fittest she's ever looked. She was doing very, very well. I think that the, you know, I think she probably would have beaten Haley and been the fittest American last year at the games. And I wanted to give her some recognition and credit for that. Now we've seen her compete in two parts of the season. And she's done very well, and I think that she's, you know, on track to, to be just fine this year, which means that she's, you know, a top ten threat again. Um, you you have Tia in February at first. You have Laura still uh, in second. Haley Adams in third. Gabriella Magawa fourth, fifth. Cara Saunders sixth. Mallory O'Brien, and then at seventh is where it takes a turn. Yes, I didn't change anything one through six. I know that a lot of people want to see, probably want to see Mal higher after doing so well on these on these competitions. Um, and I, you know, by all means, that's that's totally fine. But I still think that that like, Cara Saunders is kind of the the question mark here. Um, however, she finished second on the worldwide you know leaderboard for the uh, quarterfinals. She dominant, you know, she was dominant at the um, oceanic region last year. And what, what happened to the games is kind of irrelevant. She was sick, you know, so there's no reason for me to think that she's not a top five and even podium contention still, uh, despite the fact that there's obviously a lot of good young talent. So Cara Saunders finished second behind Tia Toomey in the quarterfinals this year, worldwide. Yeah, All the she, leaderboards yeah, she was, together. She was 99 points behind her. She had 18. <laughs> Cara was second with 117. Jesus. <laughs> and, and who was in third? Gabby. Wow. Okay. So uh, bef- before, before, I don't want to ignore these six um, because they are so amazing. And but look, why look, put- look, look. Haley's in 26. And people would be like, look, Haley's in 26. Mal's <clears> in fourth. How could you have Haley ahead of Mal? <sighs> There's five tests. One of them is, is, is a clear strength test. And that you know that that's going to be a hit for her relative to other top women, but that's you know much more or less detrimental to her overall ranking at the games. There were sig- several heavy tests at the games last year that were problematic for her. Two heavy clean events, a heavy snatch event, a heavy yoke, a heavy deadlift, heavy overhead squat, and she still managed to finish fifth ahead of Mal. So that's just telling you how good she is on everything else. And don't forget that when you have thirteen tests, fourteen tests, fifteen tests at the games. 
When I when I think of um, Tia, Laura, Haley, Gabriella, Magawa, Car Sanders, and Mallory O'Brien, I think of them as all fierce competitors, like fierce, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you got to be. I mean, I <clears throat> I would say that about every woman on this list, but yeah, those ones we just know more about and have seen that fierceness, to, you know, feature right, more. Right, right. I um, I, I'm trying to think. Have you seen any examples of it from Brooke Wells on the floor? Where she, where she seems fierce. I mean, obviously, she, don't get me wrong. Obviously, she's uh, beyond amazing. But I can think of moments when these other ladies look have looked fierce. I have like snapshots in my head. Oh, yeah, she looks scary right there. You don't want to interrupt what she's doing. Sure. Yeah, just probably the ranch deadlift ladder comes to mind for Brooke Wells as an example of that. Um, and, and, and we heard that story last week from Annika Greer, uh, Annika Greer, where, um, she, it, it sounds like both of it was kind of hard to get the, the full story, but what it sounded like is Danielle Brandon was doing one of the quarterfinal workouts and Annika walked into her line of sight and Danielle told you, yo, yo bitch, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Danielle Brandon is, and we've talked about her before. She's a really interesting one to try to place on this list as well. She's had a really good start to the season. We know that the off season was a little bit up and down. She wasn't able to necessarily squat as much as she would normally squat dealing with some stuff. Um, but so far so good for her sixth in the worldwide quarterfinals. You know, I, I think that, you know, everyone sees the talent and potential there. Uh, will she be able to, you know, transition it into a great performance at the games and get in, if she can get into the top 10 this year, that's really good. I think there's people that think she can even do better than that. But um, again, you know, she hasn't done it yet. And all the women that are ahead of her on this list, have shown that they can, and many of them time after time. Um, why do they call her DBE? What's the E? Experience. Is it the Daniel Brandon experience? Is it? I think so. Wow. I like to see that in IMAX. Um, or maybe it's for, it's like, you know, you know, BC and BCE. Maybe it's a Daniel Brandon era. Oh, mm. oh, I like that too. I like that too. Their hashtag, I think. I really like that graphic that we were working on. Did we, did we ever show that? Daniel Brandon. We didn't show the graphic. No. Oh, we just it, talked about it. Daniel think, Brandon. Yeah, you you oh energy. Energy. Daniel Brandon oh, energy. Just like fuck off energy. Yeah. God, we were working on the funniest graphic of it was like a silhouette of her and it says you, does not play nice with others. It was like something like you'd put up like on your dog's kennel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or on the fence. On beware. The fence beware. Dog. Yeah, beware, Danielle inside. <laughs> you called it an, an all-out attack on her. Yeah. <laughs> an assault on Miss Brandon. Um, any who is the youngest person on this list? Do any do do any rookies no rookies on the men or, or female list, huh, Brian? I didn't have any on my lists. <clears throat> Alexis Raptis, Emma Lawson, and Lucy Campbell would all be rookies in the uh, elite division if they were to make the games this year. Do you think that all of these women, I asked you the same question about the men. I asked you if all these men are going to make it to the games. Do you think all of these women are going to make it to the games? Uh, no, maybe not. Um, the, already talked about the situation in Australia. You see the four Australian flags at well three and then um, Jamie Simmons. But uh, So for sure, not even maybe not for sure. No, no. They can make it through last chance qualifier. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. okay. But then we also have the European women's situation. So Karen Freyova last <laughs> year missed the games and then missed in the last chance qualifier. By one spot at the semifinals and a couple spots at the last chance qualifier, maybe two spots. And the five women that beat her all placed 13th or higher at the games. I also think that she could beat two or three of those women in a live competition at the game. She's better there than she is. Like the more tests, the harder the tests, the more athletic the tests, the better she'll be. I would really, really hopeful that she gets to the games this year so that everyone can see that. 
because the one year she went to the games was 2019 and she only got to do five workouts, just like Brent Fikowski and Sarah Sigmund's daughter. So no one got to see the full display of her potential at the highest level. The only way, way we've ever been able to see that is when she's competed at Dubai against perennial podium threats and hung her hung, you know, hung with him the entire way, even having a chance to win the entire competition against Laura Horvath and Sarah Sigmund's daughter and Jamie Simmons with only one and with Sam Briggs with only one event to go. She was right in there, podiumed with that group. So if she can get to the games, I think she can do really well. But there's gonna be kind of a situation with the North American men for the European women. They only get ten spots, five and five. So athletes like Jacqueline Dalston, Tree Halgadar. Wait, wait, Kitt. before you go on there, you were talking about Karen Freyova that whole time, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. But now I'm just sure. saying athletes like Jacqueline Dahlstrom, Tariha Gadana, and Karen Freyova that are on this list are not locks to make the games. It's going to be tight in the four and five and six and seven spots in, for the women in Europe. Have all of these girls been to the games before, all of these ladies? Yes, mm-hmm. all, the, all the ones on my top 20. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And, w- and w- what's the deal with Danny Spiegel? Has she been to the games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What year did she go to the games? More than one, I think three times to the games 2019 20 21 and are are any of those legit years or those sound like all weird no years? not no. all weird years 2019 26 so she got cut in that same group as karen freyova and sarah sigmund's daughter 2020 was online she placed 13th we don't even really know anything about that uh and then last year she she withdrew so she's ranked 35th because of an injury, and is mm-hmm. she? Does she have a massive hole in her game? Is that what, is that what's going on with her? Yeah, I don't think I just don't think her ankles are very healthy for long distance running, which is obviously a huge problem at the games. Last year was also a problem at uh, semifinals because she she drew the semifinal that had the ruck run, which is probably the wor- the single worst event she could ever hope to have to do at a semifinal, and uh, it was like super outlier compared to her other workouts, but. At the semifinal, this is the difference between semifinals and quarterfinals. That outlier workout, she was like second to last, got like 29 points on it. The other workout, she was all in the top six, so she still made it to the games. But if that happens in the quarterfinals she, and she doesn't finish a workout like that, you could be hundreds of spots on the leaderboard, and it's huge, huge impact. It's interesting. Um, when, I, when I think of um, weak spots for athletes, I always think of something like back or shoulder Um I don't normally think of ankles, but now I've now we've heard it twice. Haley Adams, I, she doesn't say she has weak ankles, but it says she's it's something she's concerned about, right? And you're saying is is that known? Like for people who follow the sports, Danny Spiegel has some ankle issues. Is it both ankles? No, she really talked about it for the first time at the West Coast Classic last year, at least the first time that I knew about it. Okay, and how old is she? Do we know? Uh, I don't know, mid 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 to late twenties, twenty eight, nine, something like that. Twenty eight. Thank you, Matt. As I go down the open here, you you have really included um, just about everyone. What about uh, uh, Lori Clement from Fr- France? Oh, you're looking at the open? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, my gosh. Sean loves the open rankings. Where is Lori Clement? She took fourth in the world. She's a very impressive score, 41 points. Yeah, I would have her ranked in the top 10 probably maybe for Masters age 35 to 40, 39. Wow. Wow, this is How, they're like they're, the open is just a uh, the open test this year is, is completely irrelevant when ranking games athletes, in my opinion. Well, okay, let's go down to here. Oh, and, and Andrea Solberg is going teams. 
I don't know if she's going team or not, but she's gonna. She's not good enough to make it with the only ten spots in Europe for women. I don't think. Neither same with Matilda Garns. Uh, Matilda, Matilda has. I would say Matilda has a better chance than Andrea than Andrea Solberg to make it to the games. And she, I could see her finishing fifth, sixth, or seventh at a semifinal. Garns. Yeah, um, Andrea Solberg's uh, Sol, Sol, Solberg is tiny too. Yeah, one hundred thirty-five pounds. Very good. Very talented. Uh, what about what about Addison? Addison from the United States. Yeah, phenomenal in the open. I I don't think that she's gonna um, be a factor of the top twenty of the games. Like she's got a lot to she's got a lot to prove. She had to you know get to the. I don't know how she did in the quarterfinals, which is really where you should be looking when you're asking me these questions. Be cool. Be cool. Uh, Carolyn Prevo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, by the way, she was uh, Addison was 218th in the worldwide rankings for the quarterfinals. I think Carolyn, uh, I think, uh, yeah, what about Carolyn? I think Carolyn Prevo's. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, I was pretty What's high her girlfriend's her. name or her wife's name? I think she's get, was getting Alexis kind of, Ditois. Alexis, I think she was, someone told me, I didn't see it, but someone told me she was getting squirrely going after Christian Harris because I was uh, singing some lyrics to a rap song and she didn't like it or something. But, but, but she should have yelled at me, not Christian Harris. She was, I think she was yelling at you. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, good. All right, what about Ariel Lowen? I don't want to yell at my homeboy Christian Harris. Wait, uh, so, no, 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 before you get to Ariel Lowen, what about Carolyn Prevo? She's one of my favorites. What the fuck's going on? How come she's not on the list? I considered her, and um, you know, I was pretty high on her last year relative to everyone else, and she didn't, she didn't, you know, show out at the games the way that I thought she would. She seemed to struggle with a lot of different things that were, you know, just like too many problems to have at the games to be a factor in the top 20 against a field like this. So I think that she definitely has a chance to make it again this year and, you know, can probably finish in the top 30, but to crack the top 20 at the games, I think will be tough for her. You think she's going to the games? Uh, probably. Yeah. She's 32. Yeah. But I think in, I think in the North America, there's plenty of opportunity right now for the women that she should be fine getting in. No Emily Rolf. That's probably No Emily Rolf. She that's did, probably she, the one that I was most surprised didn't show up on any of our lists. I thought for sure that it, when I I kind of left her off and chose to put Sydney McLeishin in my last spot there. Um and I thought for sure that someone would have her on their list and no one no one ended up having her which caught me off guard. It is what did she finish at the games this year? Last 20, year? 2021, yeah. Rolf 20, was 15th. Well, I'm looking at the wrong person. What'd you say? 15th? Yeah, she was 15th and uh, Bailey Rail was 18th and, and no one included those two on the top 20. Yeah, um, Emily Rolf's got some incredible skills, right? She's the runner, right? Yeah, she's very good on um, long distance running, rowing, biking, power output workouts. She's got, you know, she's pretty strong. She's she's definitely good. She's certainly going to, I mean, I would expect her to make the games for sure. And, you know, if she can finish in the top 20 again, it would be impressive. Like I said, it's a tough field to do it. I, she was the last, like kind of the last one out for me. It was probably her. And then Alexis Raptus that I was kind of considering for the last spot alongside Sydney. But it's, again, it's one of those questions that I asked with the men. It's like, are you going to, are you going to give the edge to some of the younger athletes coming up? Or do you think that the old guard can still hold out and, and have their way with him for another season? And I think there's going to be some turnover a little bit this year. I'm just not sure how much. Um, we know Bethany Shadburn has pulled out of the CrossFit games and, um, that sucks. I think, um, 
obviously she's bummed and everyone's bummed because everyone was bummed last year and it's another year we don't get to see um, her compete. But what happened to Katrin, um, David's daughter? You had her number eight in February and now we are here in April and you've dropped her to 12th. Is that because you don't like what you've seen from her? No, it's more, it's more along the lines of that. I um, have liked what I've seen from some of the others. Okay. Like Daniel Brandon and Emma McQuaid. So there's nothing that you, in, in Emma McQuaid, what did you see from Emma McQuaid? She just seems to be um, incredibly consistent and getting, you know, a little bit better on the things that she wasn't quite as good as um, <clears throat> I was impressed with her lifting. And uh, yeah, I think she's going to, I think she's going to be a, you know, a top 10 threat for sure this year. Why, um, why, uh, Daniel Brand? It's it's amazing to me how sure you are about Daniel Brandon being I'm not. ninth. Not you're not. No, okay. No, good. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you say these are the rankings, or whatever. I'm not sure about these things. There's, you know, the opening quarterfinals gives me some information, but not a lot, and that's why you don't see a ton of change here. Um, but again, I just I think experience goes a long way, and and especially on the women's side, man, it's really hard to do what Mallory O'Brien did last year and just show up at the games and finish in the top 10. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen that often. And usually once you're able to do that, you can stay there for a while. In, in February, um, uh, Jacqueline, uh, Dahlstrom is not on, um, the list. Uh, we went down 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. She wasn't on the list in February and we have 17 names and you have her here as 18th. Yeah, but you have to also remember Bethany and Emma were on that, so that would bump her down a couple more. Okay. Um, Jack and Dahlstrom's like, you know, for a few years, I thought she was always going to be someone who would threaten to get to the games but, not, but might not ever make it. She did really well in the online uh, semifinals last year to make the games, and I was still unsure. I was like, yeah, but it was an online competition. Maybe she just does really well in that setting. I still need to see her prove it uh, live. And then she showed up to the games and she did really well. She managed to make the top 20. She impressed me on several workouts. She's got some really unique skill sets. She's potentially, uh, you know, top three on any workout that's just um, body weight gymnastics focused. She's exceptionally good on handstand push-ups, chest bar pull-ups, bar muscle-ups, pistols, those types of things. Is she the one you're most uncertain about on this list? Like, would you say like uh, no. she's, no, no, uh, no, I, I mean, there's a lot, like, I, you know, there's a lot of names that I'm not sure uh, of their placement on the list. Um, I have no but someone, idea. But, but someone who could break up to the top. Oh, hold on. Let's read. This. Uh, Dick Butter says, okay, but where would 2015 Josh Bridges be ranked on his list of women? Um, <laughs> is there is there anyone in here where you're like, would you be surprised if Jacqueline finished fifth at the games this year? Yes. Okay. But you wouldn't be surprised if Sarah Sigmund's daughter did. Much less surprised. Right. I still it, would be surprised. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised based on her history. You'd be surprised on just on her current health. Yeah. And the fact that I just think that, you know, to, uh, to the top, the top six on this list are, I think are going to be tough to move out of the top six on this list. Maybe they can have some things to say about the ordering of those top yeah. six, but I feel like that's where the cutoff is. And if Brooke Wells is actually competing at 100%, I might move her into that group. But I think that there's a line after that. I'm texting. There's definitely – and there's definitely some you know, some question marks. Can Jamie Simmons come back and have top 10 potential again? 
we have to we have to see you know and i'm and and assuming that all the oceanic women compete there at the torian pro but then we have a great opportunity to see how she holds her own she's not gonna we're not expecting her to beat tia car necessarily definitely not tia probably not cara but if she is clearly the third best there holds off ellie turner and some of the others that are coming for those spots and has a really impressive, consistent performance, then we can say, okay, maybe this is the Jamie that we know from two, three years ago that has the chance to be in the top 10. If there's 10 feet, no, I'll give you 100 feet. If there's 100 feet, I don't give a fuck what metric you pick, sorry. If there's 100 whatever noodles in between Tia and Laura Horvat, how many noodles are there between Justin Medeiros and Patrick Vellner and Brent Fikowski. If there's a hundred between Tia and Laura, I'd yeah. say there's 20 between Justin and those guys. Hmm. Gotcha. Wow. Man, Tia, 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 Tia. You, tia, based tia, on your tia, previous tia. comments, would say there's also a hundred, right? Uh, no, no, I, I think it's fair. No, no, I, I agree with you. I think I agree with you. I just, I, I just think Justin is a, a rocket ship that we just, just saw break that like, you could just, be right about that just you get 20 could. feet off the ground and right i mean it's easy to say but yeah. when matt you know but something when matt, needs to be said about him something needs to be said about him i mean he's a freak until the sex tape comes out yeah right right until the sex tape comes out we're gonna have to focus on how great he is i think this year will be telling because if he could really pull away and solidify that this year then you can make that strong argument but it's hard sure. after the first year even though he's been doing well you know well. what they're gonna say you know what they're gonna say if he wins this year they're gonna it's gonna be patrick and, and um and and brent got old no it's a no there's no? way more involved no? in it than that it depends how he wins you know because his his first win looked similar to Fraser's first win. He had mm-hmm. only one event win. It wasn't a, a landslide clear dominating performance, but it it does it did look in 2016 like you know what this guy might be hard to beat for the years to come and it's looking right now like that could be the case for Justin, but there's still a matter of doing it, of staying healthy, of staying focused, of not getting distracted by everything that's going on outside of his training and 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 his pursuit of being a multiple-time games champion. You know, there's mental things, emotional things, there's a lot of th- different factors that these athletes like. It's it's really impressive that they're able to do it year after year at that level, um, and I, th- I think he's definitely in the category of a person who could. But until he does it two three times, uh, it, you know, it's just it's hard to say that he's going to. Like it's it's really hard to win. Last year at the games, last year at the games, we saw going into the final event that that Justin could still lose. Correct? Yeah. We did not go into the final event of the. Um, women's thinking that Tia was going to lose. No, we never thought that Tia was ever no. in danger except for like when she crossed the street to get to the event, like a car might hit her. <laughs> and, 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 and that's why there's a hundred noodles, like Brian said, between Tia and Laura and only 20 between uh, Justin and Patrick and Brent. John noodles. It's nuts. It's, it's once again, it's like so hard. Like she deserves a whole show about the noodles. What are you, you going to say? The hundred noodles are the pool noodles and the 20 noodles are like spaghetti. <laughs> What what are pool noodles? Which ones are those? Let me see a picture of those pool noodles. Like round ones? You don't know what a pool, a noodle that you sit on and a float in a pool is? Oh, yeah, 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 Right. Like a box. Yeah, we call it like boxing noodles. I think of them as boxing noodles. I'm masculine. I'm very masculine. Boxing noodle. Right. <laughs> masculine. Um, I, I think. <laughs> ah, Just try you. to imagine him boxing with these on, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, the people swing at you. And you fencing, yeah. maybe. Could people be a swing good analogy. Let's talk yeah, about the difference between fencing and boxing real quick. <laughs> um, t- so, 
So when are, when's the next power ranking going to come out after this? Probably after the last chance qualifier. Okay. And, and, and when are the semi, when do the semifinals start? May 20th is the first weekend. And then there are four uh, consecutive weekends. Now here's the thing. There's four consecutive weekends. So it ends on June 12th. So maybe it might be worth doing one then because there's still almost a month until the last chance qualifier that happens in the first week, like July uh, 2nd, I think it ends. So maybe after June 12th, after all the semifinals end and we have 38 qualifiers to games, we can do one then. And then after last chance qualifier, we can maybe wait a week and we can do like a pre-games one as well. If you see someone, let's say you see uh, Cara Saunders beat Tia at the, um, in the semifinals. Would that put Car Saunders up there at number two? Hmm, that's a great question. I would, I mean, have to see how everything else plays out. If but if if, if but Laura Haley and Gabby also all easily win their own semifinals, probably not. There's nothing that will take. What if Tia doesn't win the semifinals and she doesn't go to the games? Would you still leave her at number one? <laughs> that's, no, because this question. would probably mean that she is injured and not participating in the season anymore. <clears throat> Is this her last year? No idea. Does Don't anyone know? Like... Does anyone talk to her? Does she do any podcast? <laughs> we text. She told me it was her last year. Oh. <laughs> She's getting one more than Matt. She's going to call it. Makes sense. That's cool. Do you think, Brian, do you think as the newer talent comes up and that field starts to get deeper in the, <laughs> in the CrossFit Games continues on, do you think we'll still see these big runaways where we have one champion that just takes it until they retire? Or do you think that that'll start to narrow over time? I have to think that it will start to narrow over time, but in, in individual sports all the time, we see, you know, someone come up and be dominant for a period of time. It happens in tennis. It has happened in golf. It can happen in sports like uh, F1 or supercross disc golf, like these, you know, these individual sports where people are just that much better under pressure when the moment's biggest, they don't like everyone in their training environment is good, but when the lights are brightest and the pressure's on and the weights are heavy and, the time is tight. You know, I, we've seen now several athletes in the short history of the sport that have been able to separate themselves that, that little extra bit than the rest of the athletes. So maybe it's just like those other sports where it might not be every year like that. And there might be five years where it's all of a sudden a ton of parody and, you know, four or five people could win and whatever. And that would be really exciting. But I, I don't think that it's unprecedented to think that this can happen and probably will happen again for both the men and women as the sport, you know, goes on for the next however long. Souza, uh, Ken Walter says a little more enthusiasm. You make Hopper look like a keynote speaker. Just here for the eye candy, right? Oh my goodness! Brian is the only sports analysis that said disc. That said disc. That said disc golf and F one in the same sentence. It's a good balance of estrogen and testosterone. Well, th- I, I I love this list. I'm excited to see what's going to come out. I don't out think the that the F1 guys have that much too much estrogen. Right, right. Good. Well said. Um, that's why they hide in cars. They're all estrogen. They're not like those <laughs> disc golf guys. Um, the what's going to be fascinating is when we see um uh, Patrick and Tommy and Chase and uh, Chad Schrader, uh, Schroeder, Schrader, Schroeder. Yeah, I'm never sure. Uh, Chad Schroeder. Um, all their lists next to each other. It's basically going to be a popularity contest. You're just going to like the guy most whose list you most agree with. 
So it's, it's no, it's no, I, kind of, I, kind of like I, running for political I, office. No, I, th- I think people will will definitely find it interesting. And then also in the article, we kind of break down some stats about. I put my <coughs> savings on James Sprague in the top twenty. I'll take that bet. <laughs> Troy's bullish on uh, as long as you're talking about the 2022 season. I'm not willing to say anything about him for 2023. Mm. No, and you'll see that there's you know athletes that were chosen by one and by none, or ch- athletes that were chosen by four but not one, and athletes that were chosen by two or three here and there. And you can kind of see that certain people are favoring the younger generation over the older generation, or people that are putting a little bit more weight on maybe the quarterfinals results than other people did. Um, and it's like, you know, none of them are, are wrong. It just decides that on, on what you see and what you decide to weight a little bit heavier. For me, past games experience uh, goes a long way, especially when you're talking about the potential at the games. Um, and I know that in these early stages of the competition, I mean, don't don't forget last year, Reggie Fossa and Simone Montilla were first and second in Europe for uh, the quarterfinals. Neither one of them uh, came anywhere close to making the games at the semifinals. So Wow. Wow. Yeah. Is, and, and I mean, and look, that's and a shocker, though. That's a shocker, though, right? That they finished first and second in quarterfinals was the shock. Okay, okay. Because you know, man, they uh, make Jake. They so really, so that makes Jason Hopper look like a superstar for finishing first at semifinal. Well, he, and then he went to the games and and and, and took eighteenth. These guys took first. Well, did you say in the semifinals or in? No, you're talking no, the they took first and second at quarterfinals, quarterfinals and then yeah. didn't 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 come anywhere near making the games in the semifinals. How did Jason Hopper do last year in the quarterfinals? I don't know, 30th or something like that. So in top 30, he was fine. You think he's going to show up to the semifinals this year in Smash again? Yeah. He's made for that format? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he'll, I, you know, it, we have to see how the seeding process works. I already told you how difficult I think it's going to be in North America for the guys, but I think he's like a top three, you know, pr- probably top three in, in whichever one he goes to. You think we'll get on that hype train again? We'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead. Like it depends. Weird. You know, it's a big, 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 big uh, thing for him is going to be the programming at, and uh, at the semifinal. And if he has an opportunity to do a workout that has high volume ring muscle ups, rope climbs, you know, strict handstand push ups, something like the high volume gymnastics is probably the thing that he's been working on the most in the off season. If he gets a workout like that at the semifinal, he goes to and he does really well on it. And that's an indication that he's improving in that domain then that's something noteworthy. If he gets a, a draw of workouts like he got at the Mac last year that are all workouts we already know he's probably good at where the gymnastics come in small doses, there's high power output, there's long running, stuff that, that he's proven to be good at, then it's like we don't have a, enough information to really say how much better he's gotten. We need to see that test in a live format uh, of the high-volume gymnastics with you know movements that interfere and create problems to do that gymnastics. And if he's doing well on those, then I would say that he could move up on this list. That wall behind you, do you share that with another? Is is there someone who is that a shared wall? Like, is there an apartment building or, or condo behind you? Those two walls, you're see, that wall behind you, it's a corner, right? Like this, yeah, looks like is it. it. Is, uh, is that a shared wall? I'm not sure, actually. Knock on it, see if someone knocks back. Yeah, because I was just thinking we do a lot of you do a lot of podcasts from sitting right there, and I bet you those people like, I mean, they hear them all. I don't think they do, that they hear them. They do. I never hear anything from over there. Oh, all right. Fuck you. Win again. Um, okay, uh, great show. Uh, I think we reviewed all the women, all the men. Um, uh, 
I think that there's some athletes that probably hate your guts now, like Luka Jukic, but it's, it's um, it is what it is. You know, if you can't, if you can't, you can't step up. You're going uh, to DM you, Brian, after this and are like, what the fuck? You didn't rank me at this or that? Rakesh? No. Oh, yeah, Rakesh. Uh, what do you think about Bosman programming the games this year? Do you see anything uh, majorly different for this season? Uh, Dick Butter, they aren't doing podcasts over there. Yeah, you're right. They're not. Oh, Heidi. Um, if those of you who are not following the uh, Sevon Podcast Instagram, don't worry, you don't need to. But if you're not following the <laughs> fake Sevon Podcast, uh, you should definitely follow it. You don't want to, especially if you don't that like question us. about Baza. Oh, sure, go ahead. I just wanted to say the guy's name, Rakesh. I just like in oh. Indian names. No, it's a good question. Um, Morning Chalkup did a, a piece on this. Armin and Patrick gave their opinions as well. So if you want some other points of view but adrian's been around the games forever man he knows more about the inner workings of the games team dave's programming dave's methodologies floor layouts being effective for judging for broadcast for everything i mean he has seen it all been and hand his and had his hands in a lot of different conversations that revolve around programming the games from a lot of different perspectives yes there will be some things that are certainly different and, and and there should be you know if he's the guy that's programming it he should be inserting some of his own flavor his own you know, so maybe there's. I'm sure that there are things that he's wanted to see in the games over the years that just haven't made it through. But that's not necessarily bad or good. I think there were things that David wanted to do for a long time that you know he would wait and be patient and have that opportunity. And I don't think Adrian's a. Uh, he's not going to make any impulsive decisions. He's going to think very clearly about everything. Um, I think that um, if you wanted to bring someone in who is already a part of the team, he's as good a choice as anyone. I uh, couldn't agree with everything you said more. There was nobody uh, that I ever saw um, closer to Dave when it came to programming than Adrian. I mean, when, when they would test the workouts and we would all be there, I mean, Adrian was glued to his hip. And they had some pretty uh, aggressive, open conversations on the reg. I mean, it was gnarly. Yeah, he knows a ton about Wait, why gross? You guys, Did you guys see I, I turned around and blew my nose? Did you guys yeah, see that? Yeah, oh. freaked out by it. Sorry. I mean, you can hear that back here, this big old honker just blowing? Yeah. It's cool. I was enjoying blowing my nose and listening to Brian talk about uh, his thoughts on the Adrian program. It's kind of cool. And the privacy of my own dome. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, I don't know when Brian and I have a show scheduled again together, but tomorrow, are you coming on the show tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning should be an interesting show. Nick Palladino, a uh, young guy. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. con- considered uh, at one point to you know maybe possibly be the heir to Matt Fraser, extremely strong in his youth, and he trained with Matt quite a bit. So we might hear some stories about him and Matt. Uh, then tomorrow evening we have a pod- I have a podcast with uh, Josh Bridges, my weekly podcast. Then on Wednesday I have a podcast with Dr. Trevor Cashy, and I've scheduled a podcast with Rich and Angelo. I just don't have confirmation on it from them. Isn't that weird? But I want to do one with him, so I just scheduled it. <laughs> Is there going to be a podcast? Is there not? Can we make that up? I'm writing down the craziest out. questions for Rich. I'm going to ask him everything. I'm going to use Angelo's cover. Uh, then Thursday on the 7th, I really I don't have anything scheduled, um, but I really want to do a UFC show. I need a UFC expert. Uh Friday the 8th, we have Dr. Stan. On Saturday, we have a live call-in show. On uh, Sunday, we are going to go live from Ukraine again. And then the weeks just go on and on and on. We got some great... Oh, Com Porter. 
So sorry, guys. That was totally our fault. We had cons scheduled for this morning. He thought it was for Wednesday. I think he was right. So we pushed it to he was right. the, I screwed the, that up. the following Wednesday. Um, Brian, can you make that Wednesday, 7 a.m.? No. Oh, damn. I already responded no. Oh. You can never make Wednesdays. Right. <laughs> Until your life changes. One year later, you remembered that. <laughs> I cheated. I'm going to tell you I cheated. I cheated. I wish I could tell you I remember. I cheated. It's all right. We got some cool things in the work. We'll cut that check, Brian. We'll get you full time. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, great power rankings. Uh, you, it sounds like you can find those on the Seven Podcast website, and you can also find a composite coming um at the individual and composite ones coming to the morning chalk up tomorrow or the following day um and if you guys make enough comments at the morning chalk up and rip those guys up enough that'll fire brian up and we can get him to come back and do another show um so remember comment antagonize instigate